Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jason Waters. Jason, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I'm 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 looking forward to it. This one, this one required a little bit of homework. Holy hell, did it ever! Yeah, and I'm just going to say it right now. Like I put a uh, a couple posts out on social media, letting people know, hey, we're going to do an episode on sequels, greatest sequels, worst sequels. I expect to get. A few responses. We got yeah. well over a hundred. I didn't delve into your past responses, but when I was going through them, I'm like, "This is insane!" Like people have serious opinions about this. They really do. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, when I was going, and we're going to go through all of them throughout the, throughout this episode. But I have to tell you, like going through some of them, like the light bulb went off a couple times. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that well, movie. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's definitely making. And there my were worst some list. that were like, "Well, maybe it's terrible," but I've never seen it. And then some of them, I'm going to probably defend. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably going to be a few that I'm going to defend. Yeah, I think and, it's going to uh, go. And I want to give a quick sh- – I'll wait. I was going to say I was going to give a quick shout out to, to Ryan Copeland. I know you're listening. Uh, but I'll wait till we get to his response because he he posted one and I was like, really? I don't even <laughs> think I – I'm like, I don't even think I know you anymore. And he's like, oh, I meant the – I said it was the wrong one. I'm like, I don't even think I know you anymore. So if you haven't figured out by the title of this episode, this is going to be just a fun conversation about uh, the, the the best sequels and the worst sequels. In the interest of keeping this at a somewhat reasonable length, this episode, I have opted to not do a list, just add commentary with Jason's list, uh, although I will – throw in a few here and there if I feel like they have not made anyone's list. Yes. So, so Jason, Great. I think let's get the uh let's get the greatest sequels out of the way because okay. I think I think a lot of people are going to be listening to this really for for the worst sequels discussion and and there's going to be I have not seen your list, but I will say that there's going to be a few that I 100% know are on your list. There, there's going to be a few, but I imagine there's going to be a few surprises. I hope so. So without further ado, we're going to start with your 10 greatest sequels. C- can we start with some of the ones that didn't make it? Yes. Okay. Let's do some on- Let's do some honorable mentions. Okay. So again, and I'll just blanket apologize because this is saying that this is your favorite sequel versus my favorite sequel we we you know everybody lives in different worlds and what you like i don't like i'm you know i'm a fan of comedy drama and horror there's people who are on the up you know opposite and just drama only that's that's the that that is what decides it so my honorable mentions here we go lord of the rings two towers okay yeah so as longtime listeners will know i just recently dove into the the uh the other sequel trilogy if you will you know one yes. that the one that was hotly debated on clerks too uh pleasantly surprised by the actual amount of practical effects that were used in those lord of the rings movies versus the cgi bonanza that became the hobbit trilogy so totally get that totally get that yeah and return of the king which won all of the awards not my favorite yeah so super long super long theatrical cut super long in two-thirds of the way through, and the rest is just, you know, pomp and circumstance. Well, yes. Randall had it right. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll – you mean to speed through the other ones? Yeah, let's – yeah. okay. I'll, for, the, for the sake of time, I won't, I won't offer extended commentary on every one of those. Okay. Good, Bad, and the Ugly? 
Yeah, so, okay, stop just for a moment. Okay. <laughs> so, Good, Bad, and the Ugly is part of the Man With No Name trilogy, yes. which is a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more, and then The Good, The Bad, and the Ugly, correct? Yes. yes. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Great so, movie. Not not my top ten. Okay. Um, Desperado. Okay. Okay, um, moving on. Which also makes my, one of my okay. misses on the other side. Uh, Back to the Future 2. Okay, yeah. Loved it. Saw it in the theater, yeah. Paddington 2. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to say right now. I know it's going to uh, piss oh, some people oh, off. No, not, no. Not no, in my top 10. No, no. Yeah. Again, I didn't make a list, but when I was kind of putting one together, easily top five for me. Okay. L- I love Paddington 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Good. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. Sequel to. Uh, nice recovery from European Vacation. Yes. Absolutely. Um, a Step Above, I believe. Uh, the Color of Money. You know, I, that's that's a sequel to The Hustler. I love that Paul Newman is it was in a, that. It was a setup for Tom Cruise. Yeah. But, um, it's an often overlooked Tom Cruise movie that came out right in that uh, legend Top Gun yes. Color of Money yeah. uh, time period. So, it yeah. A, it was a setup, you know, a veteran actor with him yeah. to promote his career. Uh, my last one, actually, last one slash last two, um, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Okay, so... So much better than the original Star Trek. Yes, and... Leaps and bounds. Uh, spoiler alert for when we go through a lot of the Twitter mentions, that one's going to come up a whole hell of a lot. And I think the reason it comes up so much is not so much that this was a great... I mean, it's a great movie, and it sets up the next two to three movies... Yeah. But the first movie was so friggin' terrible. And everyone expected it to be just, you know, you take Star Trek from the small screen to the big screen, and it's going to be a magnanimous. And it sucked big time. It's interesting because I'm listening to the new Roger Avery, Quentin Tarantino podcast. F- forgive me, the I can't remember the name of it, Video Archives or whatever, whatever it is. But they were just doing an episode on Moonraker, and they were talking oh. about the how when Star Wars came out in 1977, it just changed the game forever. And every studio was looking at what their you know upcoming releases were. And they're like, we don't have anything that even touches this. So it wow. took them took every studio about a year to put out their space movie. Wow. And so cool. 79 is when Star Trek, the motion picture comes out. So I think one of the reasons why it was such a letdown was... It's coming off the heels of Star Wars. Yeah. You know? And like Moonraker was the the James Bond Star Wars. And again, I'm not plagiarizing. I'm going to give full credit yeah. to, to Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery, Avery. They were just having this discussion, but I just happened to completely agree with it. Of course, they made the case, and I agree with them, that the best space movie that came out in 1979 was, of course, Alien. So that leads us in my top 10. Let's do it. All right. Coming in at number 10 with a 97% Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and 90% Metacritic score is Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. All right. Which is the fourth entry into the Mad Max canon. All right. And I just want the record to show I have no notes in front of me. So I, I'm going to say dates and stuff and I, years. I yeah. might get them wrong. This is but 2015. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, say 2015, directed by George Miller. That's interesting because I saw Fury Road in the theater. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. But the case could be made that that Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, is also a phenomenal sequel. Yes. Mad Max 2 is amazing. And this is the only thing you can compare it to. Yeah. And maybe it could be 
the the distance and time, but the character development in this one was so amazing. And as of recording this in August of 2022, <laughs> they have begun production on a prequel, Furioso. Prequel. Oh, really? They have. I don't believe Charlize Theron is is starring it, but I, I could be. I could be. Could have my information yeah. wrong, but I know because I saw an Instagram post where it said now filming. So, yeah. but just just the wasteland and just having seen the the first three films, you know, because my my mother was a Mel Gibson, just that was that was her guy, and we always watched those movies and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which played on HBO for years and years. It's still one of my favorite movies. Thunderdome's interesting yeah. because. Growing up, I was always like, that's the lesser Mad Max movie. But now, watching it through adult eyes and, and, a, and a massive appreciation for practical sets and yeah. you know, tactile things, I'm like, no, that's it's actually a pretty damn good movie. And back then, who would have thought to cast Tina Turner? Tina Turner. Yeah. I mean, it, back then, I'm sure everyone was like, this is the worst idea ever. And as the film progresses, it just becomes a better and better choice. Yeah. No, absolutely. And... Great theme song. Yes. Great theme song. My number nine, which will again probably piss some people off. Okay. Um, and I've I've vacillated on this one between two movies in the series. Okay, that's good. This is going to be Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, so that's the latest Mission that is Impossible. That's the latest. My, I would say the one that has the most action, the most fun in it is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. But having rewatched both of those in the last two weeks, Fallout is so much deeper and darker and knowing what's coming in the next few movies, yeah. I think Fallout has a bigger impact on the overall series. I raced to the IMAX theater to see Fallout. And that scene where Tom Cruise is doing the Halo jump. Yes. Um, with Henry Cavill. With, and, and, and when the lightning strikes Henry Cavill. The, the noise in the IMAX theater made me spill my popcorn. It was startled me. I was so not ready for it. That's uh, I like all the Mission Impossible movies. Two is probably the outlier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if pressed real quick, I would. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more towards Ghost Protocol. Just that entire sequence on the Burj Khalif to me is oh my is gosh, just so much. Just like yeah. you're, you can't stop sweating, and, and you know, and like your your hands are sweating. He's really doing it. He's really doing and it. And to me, that's. Mission Impossible is one of those rare franchises where even two has redeeming qualities where there's there's not a bad movie in the lot. No. And so looking critic wise, Ghost Protocol has a 93% Rotten Tomatoes and a 73% Metacritic. Uh, Fallout has 97 and 86. So not that I was looking at those because there's quite a few that I mean, movies I love that don't meet those criteria. Okay. Uh, number eight, this is a movie you probably have not seen. Okay, that's interesting. Um, little outfit called Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it's a sleeper hit. I've heard something about it. I Was this, so, a, is it, was this a, this is a foreign movie. Uh, it was. It, was, it hasn't, yeah. hasn't had its U.S. distribution. Yeah, it's yet. a New Zealand film that came out. I, I asked myself, again, if I was making this list, where would Maverick fall on this list? And, uh, you know, suffice it to say, it would make my top 10 easily. Where on my top 10, I don't know, because 
we haven't lived with it long enough yet. Yeah. But it's definitely, obviously, it's my favorite movie in year. So I totally get that. Love it. I mean, you've seen it three times. I've seen four, it three four you, times. You've now. seen it four I've times. Back I've, four. Yeah. I've seen it three times. And All right. Coming in at number seven. This is this is one that's probably not on your list. Okay. 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, 92% Metacritic. Okay. Toy Story 2. Okay, so what? Not on my list, but love love all the Toy Story movies. So I I almost had a tie between Toy Story two and Toy Story three because they are they're superior to the original. The original set so many standards. I remember going to see that back in the theaters when I was in high school. At the same time, movies like where Aladdin were coming out, and you're going, "This is the future of film." So Toy Story set the original bar and Toy Story 2, which is sad, it's hopeful, it's it delves into so many themes of childhood, of growing up, of dealing with the future of you being in, you know, obsolete. It, it's a it's a very touching movie. Okay, yeah, no, perfect, yeah. Like everything on your list is not, I have not once got... Really? That meant so. I, I again, and I kind of figured that was going to be the case. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna go into the stuff that we all know is coming up. All right. Perfect. I hope I have one in here that will surprise you. All right. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. I hope there's one. So coming in number six, ninety four percent Rotten Tomatoes, eighty two percent Metacritic. Will be the Empire Strikes Back. All right. That's going to make a lot of people's number one list. There's, yep. There's an argument that could be made that it's the, it's the best Star Wars movie made. Probably would have made my top 10, but I can't say for certain. So having been, you know, the current generation, having a, you know, the ability to view it as the first three, the middle three, and the final three now, there's probably a an argument to be made across the board. But when we grew up, yes, it was the three. It was the the original trilogy. Much like you and I can be hit with a nostalgia bug when it comes to movies. We can be definitely there's there's so many movies that came out in the 80s that I'm like, it's amazing. And then people watch it and they're like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, nostalgia took over. For me, unfortunately, what's happened with a movie like The Empire Strikes Back is its greatness has been diluted by the nonsense that's been coming out over the past few years. Uh, yeah. it's, it's Star Wars, the product, the brand has become so diluted. I, I was an old, I mean, I was two when the movie came out, so I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah. But I can only imagine what that experience must have been like for the, the big reveal in that movie. Like, people must have lost their mind. But unfortunately... For me, like, I'm so over Star Wars now because, <laughs> you know, they've turned it into Marvel. I figured you would know? be that that way. So my, my thing with Empire still is if you set it in that original three film trilogy. Yes. The first film, I do not like. New Hope. Are you diluted by the special edition version no, of no. New Hope? I, I, I have the original VHS trilogy copy before... George Lucas came in and decided to enhance everything. Yes. I did not like A New Hope at all. I love... Hey, well, can I stop you just for a second yeah. here? Because this is interesting. You've never liked A New Hope? I've never liked A New Hope. Still to this day, if it's on, even, I'm like... Even nope. as a child, the first time nope. you saw A New Hope, nope. you didn't like it. That's interesting. No, nope, because Luke is a whiny little bitch. Wow. Um, I got to tell you, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, 
and I have to say this, I'm, well, su- I'm surprised by this, not because I don't respect your opinion. Of course I do, but we're the same age, essentially. Yep. And growing up, like everybody my age, we were apeshit over that movie. Yep. And I don't remember anyone ever saying they didn't I like, don't like that New movie. Hope. I don't like Phantom Menace. And well, I'm, I'm, I what was it. the third, the second, the, the one with Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. The Last Jedi. Uh, I, I hated the Rise of Skywalker because it's the same thing. I'm like, it's Solo, a, it's a, a Star Wars movie? It's a New Hope all over again. Like <laughs> the book of Boba Fett? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I loved about Empire was it delved into the characters. It delved into Han and Leia and yeah. their relationship. It delved into, or delved into Luke and Darth Vader and their relationship. It just, it was the emotion in it because at the time this in all in every trilogy, the first movie is exposition, it's introduction, the second movie is tragedy, yes. and the third movie is resolution and hopefully, you know, positive resolution. So the second movie is always going to be the one that has the most trauma, the most tragedy, the most emotion to it, and that's what Empire was. I agree with I agree with everything you said there. I'm still processing the don't like the new hope one <laughs> i don't I, like the new hope. i okay i that's, mean that's all right what do you think about return of the jedi uh, i love return of the jedi yeah, so do i yeah that's really interesting of course i don't you know, like i don't like the uh oh god what do they call the little little jaw the ewoks ewoks yeah. I, i've never liked the ewoks though you're not alone on that they one. creep me out yeah not that i like i dislike them yeah. they just like it's you're you're not alone they're creepy you're little, not alone well but, it's because of what's the stephen king movie with the little demons that put their fingers over your nose uh, God, what's it called? Uh, Stephen King had a movie like this girl sleeping and like a, this little demon I, troll. I, puts, I, don't, I, uh, I don't know. Oh, a cat's eye. Yes, cat's eye. Okay, yes. yeah, came out of nowhere on that one. No, sorry. Yeah, they they reminded me of those. That's that's okay. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So anyways, all right. Well, it, my, it goes, no more no more Star Wars movies on my list. It so. goes without saying though. Star Wars: uh, Empire Strikes Back, not directed by George Lucas, not written by him. Yep. It's it's based on a story by him, but written by Lawrence Kasdan and directed by Irvin Kershner. Yeah, two very talented people. Yes. So and it shows it shows on screen. Uh, Return of the Jedi was directed by Richard Marquand, who was basically the George P. Cosmatos director. Um, you know, when you need a director that's just going to follow orders. Yes. Tell me what to do, boss. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. still is one of the Stallone had one of those guys, George yeah. P. Cosmatos, Rambo two, Cobra. And then he was brought on for um, Jesus Tombstone. Yes. OK. So Kurt Russell could direct the movie. So. All right. I'm sorry. We spent too, way too long on that. And that's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> all right. We're breaking to the top five. Now. Top five. Let's do this. So this is a, this is a top five that um, my number five is one that probably most people, I think, put on their number one. OK. So that's Godfather two. Yeah, uh, my number five. Uh, th- this this is going to bounce between one and two with me, uh, as far as like top one, top two. The original Godfather is uh, a perfect movie from start to finish. The Godfather Part Two does what I think has only happened a couple times in history, and that is take a perfect movie and make that movie better. Yeah, and then make this one even better like admit your appreciation level for the original godfather goes up because this is not you you know this movie is not a cash grab the of course the studio wanted a sequel but this the the love and care that went into making this movie this this is one whole story yeah uh from the two movies are one whole story well that's 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 what i love is if because this was maybe it wasn't originally planned a trilogy but 
came out as it came out as a trilogy. Yeah, but I've got some thought. I'll, I'll, we'll get I to that. I would love it because I still have not I, watched I, that. I, but I know why the third one was made, and it was not because this was a planned okay, trilogy. Okay, this is even better than. So, what you always get in the first one is just that the the background. Yeah. You get the here's where it came from. Here's here's what's the driving factor in this entire series. But you didn't get that in the first one. The first one was going to be just this standalone badass movie. Two follows the. It, it takes that background, the introduction from the first one, and blends it in with what's happening in the current situation. Absolutely. It's so good. There is a cut. Um, it came out like 1988, somewhere between 88 and 92, I don't remember, called The Godfather Saga, which what they, what, what they did was they recut the movie in chronological order. Ooh. So it starts off with all the De Niro stuff. And then goes into the Godfather, then goes into the Godfather Part Two, and it's it's so it's called the Godfather Saga, I believe it's what it's called. To, to briefly touch on Godfather Part Three, so by the late '80s, Francis Ford Coppola, who really liked to self finance his own films, he was he, he liked the George Lucas. He wanted to take the George Lucas approach. Lucas would always Lucas funded the Star Wars movies on his own. Obviously, he made hundreds of millions of dollars doing that, but it inspired Coppola to do the same thing. Unfortunately, Coppola's movies were never very successful in the 80s. Peggy Sue Got Married, not that successful. Uh, the Outsiders, great movie, not that successful. Tucker, A Man in His Dream, not that successful. All good movies. Yeah. So he's hi- he's highly in debt. He's he's highly in debt by the he's, mi- he's mid-80s. He's the <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's really in debt. Yeah. And Paramount comes to him. And says, well, we can cover those debts, but we want a Godfather part three. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the genesis of how that film came to be, which uh, was very maligned when it came out. Although I do want to point out was nominated for a best picture. Three was three was nominated for wow. a best picture because I and was this watching is the online. same year as Goodfellas dances with wolves. I mean, it I mean, so. I have seen Godfather 3 four or five times in my life. I got a single viewing of that. And that Famously, was not- Winona Ryder was supposed to play Marie, uh, uh, Mary, Mary Corleone. Mary Corleone. Uh, she dropped, went to she dropped out days before. And yeah. so Coppola put his daughter, Sophia, yeah. who was uh, just wasn't a seasoned actress, has gone on to become an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but I think Godfather 3 deserves a reevaluation. It wouldn't make my list of worst sequels if I was pressed to put one No, together. no, and I kept seeing a lot of people putting that on there like yeah. best Godfather 2, worst Godfather 3. So I, I like, think I think eh. when you look at Godfather 3, like a lot of love and care went into making that movie. I mean, it's an epic epic film. Yeah. Godfather 3 as within a world where the first two don't exist, people are people are going to go lose, oh, sure. their, lose their mind over it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right, coming on to number 4 now. Okay. Uh 98% Rotten Tomatoes, 84% Metacritic score. Okay. Uh that'd be 1986 Aliens. Oh. James Cameron. Yeah. My number 4. Your number 4. My yeah. number 4. I know a lot of people had it as their number one. Sure. I can. And I'll, I'll tell you why it's my number four. Okay. The first one was amazing. Yeah. Ridley Scott did a fantastic job with that movie. They spent the first nearly half of the movie building up the suspense to finally getting to what these creatures are, how to defend against them, and how basically just number one was how to escape. Yeah. Number two was how to fight them and how to destroy them. And James Cameron did 
such a fantastic job with this movie. The first Alien movie is is more a horror movie than than a it's definitely a sci-fi horror movie. And it has some pretty graphic scenes in it, but it takes its time. Yes. I mean, we're talking about it builds a they, they land on the planet, they search. Kane yep. gets the the face hugger on it, comes off, everything's good. And then uh, it's from the moment the chest burster comes out, Ugh. all bets are off, but you barely it's one alien, it's yes, one xenomorph. You barely see this thing in the entire movie. And then along comes aliens where it's hundreds, if not thousands of them. Oh, my gosh. And that whole sequence when Ripley uh, comes upon comes upon the queen alien. Yes. That's all. That's all puppeteering. It looks amazing. Yes. And, you know, Netflix has a really great, you know, how the movie was made yeah. background on that. But just... There's there's comedy relief in it with Bill Paxton. Yeah. There's so much action in it, so much more action than before, where the last time you had miners and science officers dealing with this, and this is just Marines ready to kick ass and take charge. What James Cameron does better, and I'm going to make a bold statement here, what James Cameron does better than any filmmaker out there, everybody's paying attention now when I said that is it doesn't matter if it is a bit character who has one line. Every character in a James Cameron movie is interesting. And he is a perfectionist in making them interesting. Every character on every character yeah. in Aliens from Gorman to Paul Reiser to Lance Hendrickson to I mean Jeanette Goldstein's character yes. every single one of them you 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 you're happy to spend Oh, 20, yeah. 20 minutes with this character. And it's the development of that yeah. character's narrative. Like, all right, here's you're going to love this character, and here's why. You're going to hate this character, okay. and here's why. Hot take? I love Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. I love her character. The least interesting character in <laughs> Aliens is her. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like, I want to spend more time with Bill Paxton. Yeah. Like, and, and Michael Bean. Like, so, yeah. I mean, there's That's not, a great point. So, yeah. and, and, and when I say the least interesting... That's like saying it's still it's an amazing movie. She's amazing in it, but she is almost overshadowed yes. by by the personalities that are surrounding but her. The, the, just the fact that the studio did not want to make it, they fought against them to make it. They had to battle and grapple to get this movie into theaters, and then when it finally did, it was just vindication. Like the union guys at Pinewood Studios wanted nothing to do with James yeah. Cameron. They walked out what twice? Yeah, and he finally and when he when the when they did the last day of rapping, I haven't seen the documentary, but he was kind of like, "Fuck you guys, I'm out, and I'm yeah. never going to work with you again." That that was I think one of the quotes on that Netflix series. He's like, "Here's the best thing about this movie: it's amazing. It's going to last for centuries, and I never have to see any one of you fuckers ever that's again." It, that's it exactly like, it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yep, that's just a drop the mic moment. And 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 it was a very successful movie, and it's amazing, and it still holds up, and people still talk about it. So, all right, good, good, good. All right, all right, we're moving to the top three here. Okay, um, top three, number three, two thousand eight. Okay, I already know. Ninety-four percent. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Directed 84%. by Cr Christopher Nolan. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Yes. Movie is The Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So what more can we say about We did a whole we did a whole episode on the Batman franchise. We talked about it. I okay, I'm I'm practical. I'm uh 
smart enough to recognize that I probably rewatch. I probably rewatch The Dark Knight Rises more than I watch The Dark Knight. But even I'm smart enough to know that The Dark Knight is hands down the best comic book film and easily the best Batman movie ever made. Easily. And I I rewatched my top three just today. Okay. Heath Ledger. And I hate to say that it's it's been enhanced by the fact that he died before the movie came out. But the way he portrayed the Joker was just it was brilliant. He deserves every accolade you could give out there for him. Isn't it interesting? And it's got to be killing Kevin Feige over at Marvel. But isn't it interesting that the Joker character has won two Academy Awards, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. So in in the realm of comic book films that are which are never taken serious by the by the academy remember there was this big outcry that Spider-Man No Way Home wasn't nominated for best picture get the fuck yeah, out of get, here get out of here get the fuck out but it's got to kill Feige over at MCU is like where's where's our academy where's award our, for for yeah. our performance why didn't RDJ get one for Endgame you yeah. know uh, anyway I'm sorry going off topic but yeah no I mean enough said about that I get it it's it's amazing no it's it's fantastic and the more the more I rewatch it the more every single one of the characters comes through and just and again there's not it's a, it's a long movie but there's yeah. not a dull moment not once. Not once no so that's good all right so that was your number three that was my number three all right number two number two you want to guess it. Uh, Terminator 2? Terminator 2. Was that right? 1991, (laughs) 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, And there's not much that needs to be said about Terminator 2. It's... Another James Cameron. Another James Cameron. Another right down to the the guys in the biker bar. You know, interesting characters across the board. Yeah, like, this is a movie that I revisit every year. Oh, Sometimes a couple times a year. Yeah. Uh, For a movie that's two hours and 20 minutes long... Also, very moves along, very interesting. Yep. Um, and it's it's the introduction of what you can really do with CGI, but the practical stunt work in the movie is still on screen, and there's still some incredible jaw dropping moments that were not all done on a computer. Yeah, very true. And I and I think also what I really got out of that. Because I remember watching, you know, back in the day, you know, seeing all those special effects. The drama in there, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the interaction between characters, it's heartfelt. There's there's not a scene that's wasted in the entire movie. I agree. I agree. Well. We're number we're, one. We're at your number one. I have no idea. Really? I. Hmm. You've checked a lot of boxes already. So this is my kind of sneaky number one. Okay. Because you did say it was going to be. All right. So give me a hint. Give me the year it came out. Oh, I can't give you the year it came out because that'll give it away. Okay. Well, John, gosh. Okay. Um, so here's what I'll tell you. Uh, the movie that it was a sequel to came out in 1986. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. It was directed by Michael Mann. Uh, 1996. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. I know. I know. I figured it out. I figured it out. Everybody relax. Dana's good. I still got it. I still got it. So for the, for those who, who have not figured it out. Okay. Um, the movie came out in 1991. 1991. It won the big five Academy Awards. It best did. picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best screenplay. Yep. Okay. Uh, written by Thomas Harris. Yep. Okay. If you haven't figured it out yet. It stars one Jodie Foster, one Anthony Hopkins, 
And that is The Silence of the Lambs. That is correct. And the 86 movie he is referring to is Manhunter, directed Man by Hunter. Michael Mann. Which, yeah. if you have not seen that... It's excellent. It's a great movie. They did a remake in 2003 called Red Dragon. They did. Manhunter is the far superior movie. Manhunter's much better. And then they did uh, Hannibal. Yeah, 2000. No, wait, sorry. Hannibal was 2000. That was directed by Ridley Scott. No, who was... What was, what was it that came after... Oh, they did so Hannibal. Green? Oh, they did Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising, which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cash grab. It's the prequel of how Hannibal Lecter became Hannibal. Lecter. The, yeah, the TV show Hannibal far superior. The NBC version yeah, with far Mads superior. Nicholson. Oh far my superior. god. Um, here's the thing about Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I probably would not have even thought to put it on my list till you mentioned it because I guess. I don't think of it as a sequel. That's what. So if you rewatch it, it has. I mean, Hannibal Lecter figures. I mean, he's a major figure in this. He probably spends 15 minutes on screen, but also what he does, you know, behind the scenes with the protagonist or the antagonist on this. He's he's mixed in completely. All of the main characters in there reappear in. Silence of the Lambs, with the exception of Will Graham, yeah, uh, William Peterson. Um, but it's a, it, it is the sequel to correct Red Dragon Red was Dragon. the first book, and then the, you're, so you're right by every definition. This is not a trick. This is not a gotcha. It's a, it's a it's, little bit of a. It's, 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 it's a one true, of those like ah, oh, come on. It's a true sequel, but I would not have even thought of putting it on my list if you hadn't yeah. mentioned it. But here's the thing about Sounds of the Lambs. Here's the thing about Hannibal. Here's the thing about Red Dragon. Well, let's just talk about Silence of the Lambs, okay? Because I saw Hannibal in the theater, and I'm still trying to recover from that. That and that's really Scott. God, that's the same year that he did Gladiator. He did Gladiator. Did he do both in the he same did Gladiator year? Gladiator and, Ham- and, awesome. and 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 uh, uh, Hannibal in the same year. Okay, first let's mention Silence of the Lambs. Okay, it is a disturbing movie to watch. The only horror movie to ever win Best Picture. That's correct. Not the only one to be nominated, because Exorcist was nominated, but it is, I don't get excited about, let's watch Silence of the Lambs. You know, I do the dinner. (laughs) I do, actually. I do the dinner in a movies, and- No uh, one wants to watch. Yeah, you- Were were you there? Were you, you you didn't come, did you come for Days of Thunder? No. Okay. That's not a good movie. So you weren't- (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So Days of Thunder, I'm in there, and there's a, the usual crew of people are in there. So there's some new faces in there, but um, I'm sitting there going, "Well, I need some help figuring out the October slate. I want to do some scary movies, blah blah." blah. And, and somebody puts their hand up and I said, "How about Silence of the Lambs?" I'm like, "You do know everyone's eating like during these things, right?" I said, "No." Like I'm, the scene where he jerks off on yeah, yeah. Jodie Foster's face, yeah. like you. No. Should we do the salad course there? Yeah, or? like we're just not going to do this. Yeah. So um, I I don't think I've seen Silence of the Lambs in 20 Dude. years because I don't want to. You need to. I respect how good it is. But I just, rewatched it today and I was blown away. I Maybe I need to watch it through 44-year-old Dana's eyes yeah. because I was, probably, I was probably in my 20s when I saw it. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen it recently. So I just, I mean, I rewatched it this morning. It holds up. Oh. I have no doubt that it holds up. Uh, yeah. It just it's just like and then Hannibal, forget it. That's yeah. one and done for me. It gets, um, so after after Silence of the Lambs, the rest of those they they can they can move into the somewhere in the category of worst sequels. Yeah. Um don't need to see them, but Silence of the Lambs 
AFI's number one villain of all time sure. is Hannibal Lecter. I get that. AFI's number one hero or heroine of all time, number six, is Clarice Starling. Okay. Excellent. Top ten list. Thank you. Of of the greatest sequels. So, what I want to do now is I want to... Hang on just a second here. All comments. Okay. I put a post out on Facebook under the, the Facebook, The Dana Buckler Show, which is a private Facebook group, which there is a link in this episode's show notes you can join. Um, I said, working on a new episode. Question, what is the best sequel ever made and what is the worst? We will read your answers on the episode. So we're going to look at some Facebook ones real quick here. All right, all comments, previous comments. All right, first comment comes from our buddy Johnny Gibbs, who says, going to talk this out and get back to you. And he never did. <laughs> <laughs> He, he sent me the same text, and then he replied back with, All righty then, from Ace Ventura. <laughs> All right, so Ryan Copeland. He put, Ever made so many great sequels pop into mind, Godfather 2, The Two Towers... Uh, Return of the King, though I tend to think all of three Lord of the Ring films are one large film. The Dark Knight, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Empire Strikes Back, Terminator 2, Bad Boys 2, mm. uh, and Winter Soldier. I was wondering when Marvel was going to make I, someone's I, list. So I, I'll tell you this. I specifically did not look at any Marvel movies because most of them are better than the previous ones. Yeah. And I specifically did not look at – and it'll get into it with the horror or the the worst movies – if you've got like 10 or 12 movies, like Jason 10, I didn't get into right. a lot of that. I got you. A lot of that, but yeah. Uh, what do you think of Bad Boys 2? I, I, it's okay. It's good. It's, it's good. It's not, it's not the better sequel. <laughs> That's. I mean, I, I, yeah. Um, I think of all Michael Bay movies as just one franchise, if I'm being honest. And I, I, I liked, I mean, I liked Bad Boys 2. And I said, all right, so when he says worst sequels is easy. Oh, well, here we go. Here he said. Let me see if I got any of these in mind. He said Superman 4, Under Siege 2, which, Ryan, I love you. I'm going to disagree. He said Staying Alive. That made a lot of people's lists. I know. I don't mind it. I, I, I listen. I have to. I have to recuse myself from any John Travolta movies. I I'm, actually. I like saying. I'm, I'll be in the. I, I can't I like saying. Love. I have to recuse myself. I know the man personally, so I. You know. Uh, but I kind of love staying alive. I like I, it. I, 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 I kind of love it. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Love it now. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. He said Godfather three, though the recent re-release doesn't make up for it. Um, and then he put Rocky four. And I said, mm. I replied, Rocky Four. Rocky four I said, Say it ain't so, my friend. Rocky and he said, He said, Damn it, I meant Rocky Five. Okay. <laughs> he said, Rocky Five. I meant, I meant the one with Tommy Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Past and future guest Bill Searcy wrote, Honestly, speaking as a dad nowadays, there's a lot of kids' movies that the sequels are all great. Despicable Me, Despicable Me Two, Toy Story Two, Paddington Two, and on and on. I've got to go with Die Hard Two or Lethal Weapon Two. They kept those franchises going for me. The word Two sucks. I'm sorry. What's that? Die Hard 2 sucks. Well, I'm well, sorry. We can have a discussion okay. about that because yeah. I kind of love that movie Ugh. also. Yeah. Um, although I'll admit, Rennie Harlan cannot pull good performances out of people. No. The ADR and some of the acting is really <clears throat> shoddy, but still, it's a practical movie. He, uh, let's see. The worst The worst two for me, the, the, the worst two for me is also two movies that the originals are some of my favorites. Uh, Caddyshack 2. We're going to see that a lot. Which I will acknowledge... Publicly, I have never seen And Caddyshack. I urged you never to watch it. <laughs> I've never seen Caddyshack the, or Caddyshack 2. The first Caddyshack is definitely a product of its time. I mean, yeah. it's um, 
it's right in that wheelhouse of meatballs and yeah. uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, and you know, it's it's a knowledge gap for me. I mean, Caddyshack is, is directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. It, it's it's good. It's yeah. good. And he said Blues Brothers two thousand. Now I've, I've again, that's another blind spot for me. I've never seen Blues Brothers nor Blues Brothers 2000. So. Well, it's interesting. I, I watched Blues Brothers for the first time in 2020. Really? Or 2019. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a, I, had, I didn't grow up with Jim Belushi. He's not my so favorite. So I totally respect this is a this is a the one and only movie I think in history where John Landis didn't have a budget. When I meant by that, he didn't have a cap. Oh, yeah. Like anytime you want to do something, you went to Universal and said, I want to do this. They'd be like, they'd be like, all right, just do it. Oh, go ahead. Just do it. Yeah. So uh, there's some crazy stunt work in that movie. It's, it's, it is. It's, okay. It's on my bucket uh, list eventually. Barry, good friend of the show, Barry Metcalf. Barry, hope you're doing good, buddy. Uh, he said, the first, the first that springs to mind for me with regards to best sequel is definitely Terminator 2. It just holds a special place in my heart and I'll never tire of it. I completely agree with you, Barry. Agree. It's the perfect popcorn action flick. Yeah, he said with a yeah, heart too. Exactly. Even, even if it's metallic. Ah, good. good job, Barry. Uh, worst sequels. He said, worst sequel, Jaws the Revenge. But as Michael Caine once said, he's never seen the movie, only the house it bought his mother. I have that quote on here for my worst. (laughs) Another great friend of the show, Richard Sternberg. Richard, I hope you're doing good, buddy. He said, best uh, comes down to Godfather Part 2, Aliens, or Terminator 2. Each incredible on their own, but... The first, but make the, oh, he put the, the twice. Okay. That's why I was th- trying to read. And he said, but make the first even better and strengthen the stories together. I'm not counting Lord of the Rings or Empire Strikes Back as I include them in a trilogy rather than standing alone with two films. Uh, worst, sorry, there's too many to choose from. Gun to my head right now. I'd go for Matrix Resurrections. Oh. Okay. Which I liked. I was a fan of. I liked it, Richard, but you know what? We all have different opinions, and that's okay. I would put Matrix Resurrection as the second best Matrix movie. I would say the exact same thing. That's a personal. I, I, yeah, all right. Per, but these, I, are, these are personal. I got to my worst ones yet, but okay. yeah. Another great past and hopefully future guest, Mike Gallagher. He said, best sequels, Godfather Part Two or Empire Strikes Back. He said, worst, Blues Brothers 2000, Jaws the Revenge. Although this is a huge guilty pleasure movie, and what introduced me to how is this movie back in the day? That was the name of the podcast before it was Dane oh, okay. Show. Yeah, so there used to be called House Movie. <laughs> Love you, Mike. That was awesome. He was a guest when it was How Was This Movie. I did an episode on Jaws: The Revenge, oh, which nice. I think is still out there. Great friend of the show, Kev Beasley says, "Sounds like an exciting episode." Going for the obvious one for best sequel, Terminator Two, and the worst sequel, Terminator Dark Fate, for ruining Terminator Two. Uh, no, Terminator Dark Fate did not ruin Terminator 2. It ruined Terminator 3. Well, no. Terminator Dark Fate opens with a de-aged John Connor yes. being killed. And but then Terminator 3 has already occurred at that point. No, 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 no. No, this is one of those retcon. Even Cameron. Oh, so they're just going to. I always assume the canon was okay. one, two, no, 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 and then Dark Fate. So, so the original canon is. Okay, the original canon is. One, two, three. Okay. Then you get four, you which get Genesis. is Genesis. Uh, four, which is um, the one with Christian oh, with Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. That's you get two of, of those, right? No, he did one. It's Just kind one? of a standalone. Um, then you get five, which is Genesis, which is horrific. 
a direct sequel to one, and then you get Dark Fate two. See, I thought Dark Fate was a direct sequel to two. Now, nah, not d- three. D- two. Uh, d- Dark Fate puts you in a world where Rise of the Machines, Terminator Genesis, and ter- oh, uh, Sons uh, of Bitches. All right, Skynet's fucking it all up. Richard Sternberg, I respectfully offer one film that covers both categories: Greece and Greece two. Ooh. <laughs> well done. Well, Ooh. he said it covers both categories. I've never seen Grease 2, but I, yeah. Uh, that's good. All right. Uh, nice Fever, he said Joe Dirt 2. Many people would claim the first one is terrible, and those people are wrong. The second one is complete dog shit, though. Uh, let's see. J.I. Uh, Fo- Fold, okay. Granted, a lot aren't direct sequels, but they're, but they're off the top of my head. Standouts to me. Best sequels. The Dark Knight, Elm Street 3, Halloween 3, Best of the Best 2, Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok. Wait, he said Halloween 3 was one of the best sequels? Best sequels. I like Halloween Caesar 3. Caesar the Witch? I like it. But uh, to me, we already know what I think the best yeah. Halloween sequel is. <laughs> Came out last year, everybody. <laughs> Do the math. It kills uh, me. Thor Ragnarok, Scary Movie 2, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. All right. Worst sequels. You ready? Mission Impossible 2, American Psycho 2. Yep. Speed 2. Yep. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Eh. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Okay. Another great friend of the show, Richard Lloyd. Best, The Godfather Part 2. He said, boring. I know. Worst, Independence Day 2. I couldn't finish that heap of shit in three attempts. Uh, Richard, I completely agree with you, buddy. Completely agree with you on the Independence Day 2. I have never finished that film. Uh, Daniel Gray, our buddy Daniel Gray. He's been coming yes. to a lot of our movie nights. Daniel, hope you're doing great. He said, best sequel. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Daniel Gray says, worst sequel, Finding Dory. Best, best sequel. Best sequel. What? Best sequel is Finding best, No, no. He said his worst sequel is Finding Dory. Okay. His best sequel. And Daniel, I love you, buddy. And I appreciate you coming to my movie nights. And I know you're building an amazing podcast studio. And Jason and I can't wait to do some collaborations with you. We can't wait. Daniel Gray, your best sequel is The Hangover Part 2. Uh, that's me banging my head on the microphone. I think Hangover 3 is better than 2, and I, I don't like either of those movies. Hangover 2 was floating in my top 20 of worst sequels. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. So that is – that's the Facebook. I'm going to quickly shoot over to Instagram. we got a few on here. Uh, let's see here. All righty. One moment. Uh, all right. Starting from the bottom. All right. Oh, okay. Awesome. JB from F This Movie. Big fan of yours, JB. Big, big fan. Absolutely. He said the best is The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. and old to kn- one. Yeah, but to know him, he's like crazy about the old Universal stuff. Totally will, understand that. I will. And JB, I, 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 I could listen to you for hours talk movies. So love to have you as a guest on the show sometime. Just well putting done. that out there. He said the worst, Meatballs 2. I've never seen it. I've never seen Meatballs 2. No. I'm going to take his word for it. I didn't know that it existed. This one is Geeking Out with Ethan said that the best sequel is Avengers Endgame. The worst sequel is Cars 2. 
Okay. Uh, the Travel Winds he said, The Godfather 2, the best. He said, The worst Jaws 2. I beg to disagree on, with you. The Travel like Winds. I have, I have quite an uh, affinity for that movie. I it's, do enjoy it's Jaws It's really too. grown on me. It's yeah. really grown on me a lot. Graham Archibald put, Batman and Robin is one of the worst off the top of my head. My buddy Amen, I've been texting with you all day today. I convinced him to watch Prey. Um, he said, The best is Terminator 2. The worst is Blair Witch Project 2. That's pretty bad. It's in there. Uh, Graham Archibald again says, can't decide between Godfather 2, Aliens 2, T2, Empire, different day, different answer. Ride of the Valkyries put best sequel, Empire Strikes Back, worst sequel, Van Wilder, Rise of Taj. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, and this one just, uh, the screen name here is uh, GJD4723 says best sequel, Aliens, worst sequel, Speed 2. All right, Jason. Now, this is the part of the show that I've been really looking forward to because I have no idea what you're going to put on your list of worst sequels. And I wonder if I'm going to have to defend any of these movies. So <laughs> I don't think you will. Let's go with your honorable mentions on worst sequels first. Okay. Some of these you may have to defend because coming up with the best list was the best eight was easy. Filling out that final two was difficult. Okay. This one, and I'll tell you what I did. I did not look at, like, the craziest ones, like, you know, Son of Mask. Sure. Which everyone says, like, 0% rating, worst movie ever made. Um, what I tried to do was look at movies that were really good or somewhat good or culturally significant and their sequels came out, and it was just like... They shit the bed. You suck. Okay, I like that. No, but I like the context of how you put this yeah. list together. Okay, Because, you know, I wanted to come up with, like, on my outside list, Jason 10, Jason X, whatever sure. you want to call it. Like, horrible movie, but doesn't make the cut because it's just an, it's an outlier out there. Yep. All right, so honorable right. mentions. So honorable mentions, Zoolander 2. Okay, never saw it. Don't. Nope. Don't do it. Dumb and Dumber 2. Not the letter two okay oh they made two dumb and dumber sequels they made dumb and dumberer which did not include um, bridges or, or daniels and carrie correct and then dumb and dumber two i watched the first 30 minutes of it and i was like um i'm done it was one of those like you don't if, if you're not going to make a movie that's even on the same plane, it, it was not it. good it was not good i agree okay next karate kid uh, you know what? That's one of those. I think it was on TNT or some channel a lot. So I've seen like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Not zero interest. R would rather watch Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah. So Karate Kid itself was just like, you know, a kid down in the dumps. Guy helps him out. This yeah. was like a girl who hates everyone. And then Karate Kid was uh, Rocky for our yes. age group. There you go. When we were kids. Yeah. Perfect. By the way, uh, ironically, same director, John G. Avildsen. <laughs> So I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> Doctor Sleep. This was no. I'm going to defend was, this one. This was on like this was like right at the top. I'm going to defend this okay, one. Go ahead. I'm going to defend this one. I watched. Uh, I've only seen it one time, but on HBO Max mm -hmm. they had the director's cut, okay, which added an extra half an hour. Which you know a lot of people out there were saying, if you're going to watch this movie, just watch the director's cut and. See it. I was really digging the movie. In fact, I was digging the movie for the most part until he went to the Overlook Hotel. And I'm like, ah, well, I don't think we really needed to go there. I was uh, – I'm actually going to go on record saying I'm a fan of that movie. So here's here's where I'm – why I'm not a fan of that movie. Okay. The first 90% of it is hunting children to murder them. 
Right. Okay. Which I'm not endorsing <laughs> I mean, that. I'm not endorsing that. I don't that. know. It sounds like you got a seal of approval there. Okay. Okay. Me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to backpedal. I think the performances <laughs> were really good in that movie. I thought I, I thought it was a good um, movie. I appreciated Ewan McGregor's character. My problem with it is the original was so good. Yes. It's like making Citizen Kane 2. Like, but you kill children. The main villain was Rebecca Ferguson. Was yes. that? Okay. Who I... Who does uh, great in Fallout. <laughs> who I am just enamored with. Yes. And the hat she was wearing in the... Okay. okay. So I might be looking through the lenses of I thought she was just gorgeous. <laughs> but again, this is my... This is my... Yeah. yeah this is honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Okay. Only other one I had in there, and it's only because the original was so good, was Train Spotting 2. Haven't seen it. No desire to. No, you shouldn't. No. Uh, if you If you enjoy the original... This is... I, most of my list is just leave it alone. Yeah, certain movies fall under the category of unnecessary I sequel. Say, just looking back here, maybe two or three of these are past the second movie. Okay. It's just it, my my list is your original was good. Stop it. Yeah. What the hell were you thinking? All right. All right. So let's get into your top 10 worst right. sequels of all time. So number 10, which you had already mentioned in one of those mm-hmm. um Online list, Batman and Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. as Mr. Freeze coming in at a 12% Rotten Tomato. His other nickname, the $25 million man, because that's what he was paid for for that performance. <sighs> oh, and a terrible, I mean, terrible script. Yeah, I've never seen that movie from start to finish. I've you know? never been able to to sit through the entire thing the and you only, are a better person for it the only thing i i like is i think uma thurman looks ridiculously good in her poison ivy outfit but she other, does but other than that take kill bill yeah oh yeah that. and yeah. i have i can honestly say i've never sat through that movie from beginning to end i've tried but i just i can't Not worth it and and frankly batman forever falls into that category for me as well anything after the original batman up until the batman well yeah. Outside of the Christopher, Christopher Nolan trilogy. Right. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, number nine leads me to 2006. Rotten Tomatoes score of 6%. All right. We're at Basic Instinct 2. Again, I've never seen it. An- Have an- you not? An- another, another, didn't, no, 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 no interest. No interest. Love the first one. After first losing so good. You know, Joel Esterhouse's original, like, the, and again, the original, I think, has like a Rotten Tomato score of like seventy percent. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not going to end up in the Hall of Records. It's not as a classic, movie. but it is culturally significant. It is a thriller. It is a great time. And at the end of the movie, you are left just it's titillated. It's entertaining as hell. <laughs> it is. It's a very entertaining. And this one has a lot of action. It has a lot of sex. Just like the first one, but the story just eh, just dwindles, and it, it's it's one of those that should have been left alone. Okay, all right. Number eight was also on the online list. All right. So the original movie was so well done. To this day, if I watch the last like ten minutes, I still get teary eyed, and it follows up with this movie, which is just a behemoth of crap. Okay, and that is Cars Two. I have never seen Cars 2. No. Have you seen Cars? Uh, maybe once, but, but don't really remember much about it if You've I did. You've got Owen Wilson and Paul Newman. I mean, just really, Cars, the original, was fantastic. It's what launched a million mattresses, or whatever, you know, mattress covers. Car beds, yeah. 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 I mean, just 
the merchandise alone killed it, and Cars 2 was terrible. Okay. Horrible. Uh, number seven, coming in at 2016 with a 22% Rotten Tomatoes. Zoolander 2. Again. Oh, we're killing it with movies you haven't seen. I've had no way. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, to, listen, <laughs> hot take. I'm, hot take, I'm you ready? Gonna, I'm going to commend you yeah. for not okay. wasting your time. Hot take, not crazy about the first one. <laughs> oh, really? I was not over the moon about it. Now, to be fair... <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the cable guy when it first came out. Okay. And then upon reevaluation, I think it's one of Jim Carrey's best movies, and it is yes. directed by Ben Stiller. And Working on my hammies. It's probably been... <laughs> I just watched that scene on YouTube a couple days ago. Hey, you guys play here too? <laughs> just give me the, just throw me the rock, pass me the rock. I'll take care of the, the uh, rock. I um, I think that I think Cable Guys, one of Jim Carrey's best movies. It's but great. Yeah. That being said, Zoolander, I think I saw it when it first came out. Maybe saw it in the theater. I can't remember. I'm going to say it needs a reevaluation. I need to watch it again. But I still have zero interest in the sequel. So Zoolander just it's farcical and. It makes fun of the entire, you know, fashion mm-hmm. industry at the same time poking fun at themselves. And they should have stopped there because they covered, they nailed it 100%. Mm-hmm. The second one was not necessary. I agree. All right. Interesting. Done. Okay. Uh, rounding out the top 10, number six. And let's see what you think about this. Okay. 1993. 93. A 10% Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Weekend at Bernie's 2. I have seen Weekend at Bernie's 2. I know. Well, before you comment okay. on what you say, Bernie, played by... Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser. Phenomenal. Pantomime, just... If the rest of the crew could do a, as well of a job yeah. as he did, it would not be here, but the story is just... No. My dad took my brother and I to see the first weekends of Weekend at Bernie's, which I think is a 1989. Classic. Beautiful And movie. I revisited that film... Maybe a year ago, I hadn't seen it in years. I had fond memories of it, and I was like, "I don't think this thing's going to hold up," you know, because if you think of the plot premise, no, I was wrong. Like, it's so good, like it's really it's funny. So it's really, I really rewatched funny. it about three months ago and just was dying. But it has so much to say, sort of about the um, uh, what's the word that you know the the affluent people and 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 the God, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Like when people are just all about their image. The, like oh, it yeah. has, the it social has, influencer, yeah. like this, yeah, it, there's the Southamptons, yeah. Movie. It's all about being seen and being at the right parties, and nobody really gives a shit about anybody. Actually, there's some social commentary that I think is more relevant today uh, than when that movie came out. And uh, I like Andrew McCarthy. Uh, I think he's good. Uh, But you're right, Terry Kaiser. He steals the show. He kills it. Now, that's that being said, Weekend at Bernie's two. I think I saw in the theater, and it's it's awful right so it's we can in bernie's you can excuse it like all right yeah. he's dead they're you know using ropes and yeah. levers to make you look like he's a you know alive this one is like you know what voodoo, voodoo. yeah we, we'll just bring him back with voodoo and, and it'll be fine in the first weekend at bernie's there's like there's there's like where like you've got the hitman keeps trying to kill bernie <laughs> keeps thinking he's he keeps thinking he's alive and he keeps running out of ways to kill i mean uh, and that entire scene with the with the speedboat yeah. where he's being towed it goes boom, over the ramp yeah boom. And he goes over the ramp <laughs> like, like just it's, uh, it's everyone's like oh look at bernie go yeah. yeah uh completely loses it here which is crazy like sitting there we're having a great time talking about the first one and we're trying to ignore talking yeah. about the second one yeah weekend at bernie's too 100 absolutely awful yeah. awful film all right, so that's that's that brings us to the the top five. Okay, 
Uh, and we've hit on number five for me, which is Jaws the Revenge. Okay. This time it's personal. All right. So Jaws the Revenge came out in 1987. Uh, okay. And I will tell you, I saw this. I did not see this in the theaters. Okay. I saw this on probably HBO or whatever streaming. Um, when I was a kid, there was also a Jaws the Revenge video game. That's correct. Where you had to go and collect the conch shells and then That's shoot correct. the shark. Made by the famous video game company LJN. <laughs> so. Who also made Back to the Future game and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. They made all, and they're all terrible. And I, I, I owned that game. Rewatched, so I rewatched it about two years ago and realized how horrible it is. Just story-wise. How horrible it is. I'm somewhat of an expert on Jaws the Revenge. I love it. Okay. Let's hear it. So a couple things I want to point out. So Universal by that, it, it, you understand, this is 1986. 1986, Universal's had a number of movies that have just kind of, with the exception of Back to the Future, almost everything else they've been putting out has been losing money. And Sid Scheinberg, then CEO, uh, chairman of the board of Universal, he's just like, well, what else do we have in our back catalog? And it's like, well, you know, we could do another Jaws movie because as much as Jaws 3 is, you know, kind of laughed at, it was still profitable. It still made money. I enjoy Jaws. I, 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 I enjoy Jaws 1 and 2 I kind of love all, I kind of love bad. the first three. Yeah. Well, obviously love the yeah. first one. But so Sid Sheinberg's like, we we don't have anything for our 1987 summer release. We need to get a Jaws movie made. So he goes to director, a journeyman director by the name of Joseph Sargent, says, listen, can you make a Jaws movie in seven months (laughs) from when this conversation's happening? Can you make it? And and he said, you can be the writer, the director, the producer. And Joseph Sargent said, all right, can we set it in the Bahamas? He's like, done. And so Sargent just bangs (laughs) out a script and something to keep in mind. Okay. This is the this is the fourth movie in the Jaws franchise. Do you know how many people are killed by the shark in Jaws: The Revenge? By the way, Jaws three high high body count. Let me think. There's the original um, four, two, two, two. Ready for the two? Sean at the beginning. Beginning one, Sean. Okay, lady on the banana boat. That's it. Yep. Because Jake Mary Van Peebles looks like he gets killed, but if you watch the extended cut not uh, the the european version he survives he's okay i'm not 100 percent sure what joseph Sargent was trying to do all right he was trying to bring it back to uh, a drama a family drama and then you know lo and behold you know here's the thing here's the thing the original idea that joseph Sargent had for why this shark was personally going after the brodies he should have just went with it. I'll explain. So in this movie, Mike Brody is a marine biologist. He's no longer uh, a maintenance guy at SeaWorld. He's now a marine yep, biologist. He's moved on. All right. So him and his buddy, Jake, they're, they're, collect- they're, they're in the original story for Jaws 4. He gets into a land dispute in the Bahamas, so a property dispute with someone who uh, who has an uncle named Papa Jacques, who is a voodoo priest who puts a curse on the Brodies. Well, that explains it. And that is why the shark is targeting name only them. Only them. Okay. <laughs> Just put that in the movie, man, and, and up the body count. Yeah. Now, I saw this movie in the theater, nine years old. It's really? The first, it's the one and only Jaws movie I've seen in the huh. theater. I'm not defending it. It's not good. No, it's bad. It's, it's really not good. Although, if there's one redeeming quality about this film, the underwater sequence where Michael is trying to escape the shark in the sunken boat, it's entertaining. 
It's entertaining. The ending makes no sense. Nothing no. makes sense. Oh, and also in the original script, Michael Caine's character Hoagie was uh, a drug smuggler. Well, that would have made it better. That's that's what he does. Yeah, that's what he did. So, um, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. No, and I still, you know, side note, I need to check online. Supposedly, still Labor Day weekend, Jaws the original is coming back out to IMAX. I keep trying to fi- I can't find tickets. It. I can't find tickets. Here's the thing. I like it's not like I just like saw it online. No, it I saw it was a preview for the Bullet theater. Train. I'm like what the yeah. hell? Yeah, when I saw Bullet Train. Yeah. When I saw the first 30 minutes of Bullet Train. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to date this podcast right now. Okay. All right. All so right. So, moving into the top 4, 1991 a 0% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I want a hint. Give me a hint give you a hint um it's science fiction okay two protagonists reprising their roles from the original oh i'm close one of them was killed in the original oh oh okay okay i know what it is no i know what it is i know what it is directed by russell mckay and well they took the cut away from him and recut it this would be a movie that stars one Christopher Lambert and uh, one Sean Connery playing the character of Ramirez. This is Highlander 2, The Quickening. That would be correct. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, there's like five different versions of that movie floating around. Yeah. But the but theatrical one is unwatchable. There can be only one. <laughs> and it should have been the first one. Oh, like watch the theatrical version of Highlander 2 yeah. and try to tell me anything that movie's any about. Of, any of them are horrible. So I, you know, I saw a bunch of people online saying like Highlander two or three. Three was also not unwatchable. Great. Two was just I'm not even sure who came up with the idea. No, I still. You oh, could tell. I'm going to give uh, you ten grand right now. Tell me the plot of Highlander two. I can't do it. <laughs> but I can tell you this: Highlander, Highlander the original, yeah, with the soundtrack by Queen. Yes, which I love the soundtrack. It was a great movie. It's a really interesting film. Well, I should say that. It's not a great movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's an that, interesting premise yeah, yeah. that leaves an opening like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. How did they get to we know and, this and point? And Clancy Brown plays a menacing yes. villain. A menacing villain movie. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like The Highlander. I don't love it, but I like it. But I recognize The Highlander, too. Yeah. Again, I don't know what that movie's about. No. Uh, that's um, later on, though the TV show not bad Highlander was pretty good, watchable. Yeah, I mean these episodes they eventually are, meet up at one point. They're forty two minutes long. Yeah, get in, get out, do the job. <laughs> so, all right, interesting. Yep. So that moves us into the top three. Okay, which I think everyone can guess at least two of these. All right. Uh, the first one from nineteen ninety seven. All right, hint a four percent Rotten Tomatoes rating with the same director as the first one. Okay. Oh, this is Speed 2 Cruise Control. There you go. Directed by Jan DeBont. Yes. This one stars Sandra Bullock, Jason Patrick, and Willem Dafoe Willem as Dafoe. the bad guy. Yes. And a movie that takes place predominantly on a cruise ship that can't go above 25 knots. Yes. Okay. And here's here's what I'll give you. If this movie were to come on TNT, I would probably watch it. Yeah. My problem with it is it, it preceded Speed, which was such a fantastic movie, and entered... The sequel phase with just such a dud. It makes no sense to me. And I saw, okay, Speed is one of the great action films of all time. Yeah. And you want to talk, you want to talk about a movie that never slows down. Seriously. Like it, it goes, it goes. And there are, okay, 
The opening of Speed 2 has Jason Patrick, part of the Suicide Squad or whatever they're called. Like, there are like these cops on Ducati motorcycles. And, and I'm like, oh, I want to see this movie. Yep. This, this looks super badass. Yeah. Let's, let's stay in LA. Uh, yeah, let, yeah. Let's stay in LA. These guys are, uh, they're like a, a, an elite version of the LAPD and the SWAT team. SWAT team. Specialists. And, and I'm like, I remember like the first 10 minutes of this movie is like, I'm in. Holy shit. This is going to be amazing. And then they go on fucking vacation. <laughs> He's like, the movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You found out that I was lying to you this whole yeah. time. I, I am actually a cop. Let's go on vacation. Yeah. Like, like the movie. The whole the whole what? thing goes on vacation. Yeah. The the the, the characters. The movie. The director. Yeah. It's there's no and there's no oh. comedy relief. There's no. It just it just it drags. It it but, needs commercial interruptions so you can go get a beer or go to the bathroom or. It's so it just, bizarre. Yeah. And then Jan de Bont's going to do one more movie. He's going to do The Haunting a couple years later. Um, and then he just kind of goes back to being like director of photography. Yeah, because he was, he was director of photography on, on Die Hard. Um, I think he was uh, director of photography on, I think, The Hunt for Red October as well. Yeah. He's a good DP. He, yeah. he, he really is. Um, God, he directed Twister. People like everybody. Every, everybody's got a dud. Yeah. But yeah. his dud was really all right. All right, that's but it, it came and it came off of his movie, which is so I know it's not I like know, he came in and was like, ah, oh, what do we got here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He and by the way, Speed, one of the most successful films, uh, one of the highest grossing films of 1994. Uh, you know, only the only movie that yeah. you know, Forrest Gump makes more money. But 20th Century Fox could have told Yon Bont, do whatever you want. Right. So this this is all him. Yeah, this this is his concept. And Speed Two. Did not have to be on a cruise ship. No, he could have done <laughs> anything, mean, and the studio would have funded it on a bullet train. Because, by the way, the year before he does Twister, also yeah. hugely successful. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, Jan. Do whatever you want. Like, hey, how about Speed Two on an airplane? Yeah, like uh, anything. Yeah, yeah. If the plane's going to run out of fuel, or you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, okay, all right, that's good. All that's right. Good. Uh, next one has a which number is this? Is number two? This is number two. Number two. Okay. Surprisingly, twenty nine percent. All right, hint, hint. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the only sequel so far. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Okay. We've talked about it. The original was in the nineties. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Already, this is going to be Roland Emmerich and Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum being the only ones returning. This is Independence Day resurgence. 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 Well. So So starting off, mm. and this is why you know this. This is why it hits number two for me. I'm okay. sure there's. There's plenty of other sequels that are just freaking terrible. This was a sequel to a movie that was almost universally revered. Yes. Not universally liked, but just cultural phenomenon. Cultural phenomenon. Everybody was seeing this movie. I would imagine America, 80% of the people have seen this. In 1996, if you were over the age of 10, you saw this in the theater. That's a fact. I saw it three times in the theater. Oh, yeah. I have since – my opinion of the movie has really kind of fallen off a cliff. Uh, I love the setup. Once we get to yes. – the once the attack is over, I sometimes just stop Agreed. the movie. Agree. Like, it gets a little hokey along the way. The, the but, humor is a little misaligned. Right. By the time you get to the end of the movie, you're you're completely satisfied. Yeah. You're Bill like, Pullman gives the great speech. Yes. Yeah. Um, holy, ho, holy shit. I, this independent <laughs> – Oh my god! Like I saw this in the theater. I walked out. I was, of the, I was I walked excited out. to see this. In I walked the out. I didn't. I didn't finish it. I was like, "This is 
awful. I didn't I didn't walk out, but at the same time, I was just like, you ruined the original. You, mm. you this ruined is, the original. This, this was supposed to be a trilogy of films. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. This was... No, no. I'm not talking about the original, but... Independence after, Day Resurgent. Two, he was gonna, he was like gonna make, everyone's going to get on board and going to make three more movies. Oh. We're going to start with Resurgent. That's why it ends on that cliffhanger. From yeah. what I'm told, I have never, I've never no. finished the movie. But this was supposed to be the first of three movies, and I mean, it was massive. What did, what was this Rotten Tomato score? Uh, twenty nine percent. That's so generous, right? That means that that some people gave it a positive percent of people agreed that this was or or 29% of people agreed that this was okay this was good this, this was, was not bad this was above 50% but let's look at the climate we're in in 2016 okay by this point everybody is conditioned for big cgi spectacle yeah with limited character uh character development all of that stuff is that's all secondary to what are you going to show me on screen that you made on your computer right um it's garbage it's the but, dialogue's but, not good the story's not but good. emmerich emmerich's on his he's already started his decline oh. by this point is it is it moonfall this after this like what what does he hit after this after this he does midway which i actually kind of like midway i'm sorry it's just it's <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of just buddy there's a there's a few yeah. working world war ii planes out there man just get a couple of them yeah don't make them all cgi i, mean, I actually kind of like midway uh that's, yeah but yeah he's kind of he's kind of fallen off of, he's i mean he's he does 2012 and 2009 there's one in between there. I just don't even remember what it was. But even still, you're yeah. given you're given the keys to the kingdom yeah. on Independence Day. Like But Will Smith said no. And he should have. Yeah. If, but they had to redo the whole script once he said no. They he was convinced that Smith was going to be like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to reprise the role of Captain Hillard." Oh, sure. Like yeah. I would love to see Captain Hillard as the president. Yeah. And, you know, they could have gone in so many different directions from there and then just But what happens now is I'm going to go ahead and say it. The special effects in Independence Day 1996 look better than they do in Resurgence because they were still using a lot of model work. Like all of yeah. those cities that get blown up, the White House, New York, those are models that they built that they blew right. up. Like the eye, we still know when something's not fake. So when you see all this shit just being scooped up in the air from the gravitational pull, like yeah. none of that's none of that looks real. Right. And that's the same thing with Moonfall. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Moonfall, yeah. Yeah, all right. So we're on to your number one. Number one, you want to take a guess? I want, just give me the year. Let me, I, I, 1977. I like the, 1977. 1977. Okay, and this is a sequel, okay? Rotten Tomato score of 10%. Okay, and this is a sequel, okay? Metacritic uh, score of 39. Okay. Um, um, a sequel to probably one of the scariest movies I ever saw as a child. Okay. I know exactly what movie you're talking about right now. This okay. is the John Borman directed uh, Exorcist to the Heretic. The Exorcist to the Heretic. Interesting. Okay. And this one has and a um, – what's interesting about this film is it has Louise Fletcher coming off of her Academy Award yes. for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest as Nurse Ratchet, which kind of destroyed her career because she was so evil in that movie. She plays a she, good person in Exorcist 2. She to work again. Yeah. She, like, nobody can... No, yeah. no, people are watching the Exorcist 2 and like, she's in on it. Like, fuck you. She is her. in on it. Yeah. And she's not. She's the demon. She's the demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So bad, poor casting choice there. <laughs> there what there. are your... Wait, well, well, before we get into that, what are your thoughts on The Exorcist? Okay. The original Exorcist, yes. to me is 
Uh, well, I invite listeners to go back, scroll back to the 2018 section of this podcast. I did a two and a half hour long in-depth look at this film. Oh, good. First 45 minutes is me going through the history of the film. Then I bring on uh, my friend Kelly Goodner. To, we sort of break down the movie. She's a screenwriter, and we sort of break down it from a screenplay point of view. And then I bring on Jim Hemphill, my buddy, who is a staunch defender of Exorcist 2. <laughs> oh, uh, God. But I, I wanted, I wanted oh, to have... I love that. Yeah, yeah you, you have to listen to it. There is a great YouTube clip of William Friedkin. He's doing a Q&A, and this clip's only about three minutes long, where he is asked... Have you ever seen The Exorcist 2? And he goes, have I ever seen The Exorcist? Of course I've never seen The Exorcist 2. And he goes, oh, wait, wait. When I was doing another movie, the editing room down the the hall, the guys came in and said, we're cutting Exorcist 2. Do you want to see that? You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to play it. I have to ask, did you, did you ever watch any of the sequels or have any thoughts on any of the sequels over the years? Are you putting me on? <laughs> no. I have never seen a frame of any of the sequels. And I wouldn't, I'm not interested in them. I actually did see uh, maybe two or three minutes of Exorcist II. I was at the Technicolor lab and one of the color timers said, hey, we're running Exorcist II. Do you want to uh, go in the screening room and have a look at it? And I was over there doing something else and I said, okay, sure. So I went in the screening room and I see some guys riding on the back of a bumblebee or some fucking thing it was unreal. And I oh and I I left. And now I'm gonna tell you the story of the first screening of Exorcist 2. The sneak preview in Pasadena. This was Exorcist 2. And it was told to me by an executive of Warner Brothers. Because this, the executive said, oh, you gotta come out to, to see the sneak preview. It's really terrific. And uh, you're gonna love it. You're a grandfather, you should be proud. And I said, no, I think I'll miss it. And then afterwards he told me the story. These Warner Brothers executives drove out to Pasadena in their big limousines. And uh, they were all dressed up and they went into the theater which was packed, turn away crowds, and they went and sat in the last row. And about 10 minutes into the film, now, before they went into the theater, they told their um, limo drivers, look, we're gonna be in there for like two hours and 20 minutes, so, or maybe more, you guys go on down the end of the block, there were some fast food joints, they went down to get a cup of coffee, whatever, so the limos are gone, the executives go into the last row, 10 minutes into the picture, a guy stood up in the audience. He stood up and he looked around, and he said, the people who made this piece of shit are in this room! <laughs> And, and somebody else said, where? Where are they? <laughs> 10 or 12 people get up, and he says, they're all back there. Now, these guys got up, 
the heads of the studio, they got up, they ran out of the theater. They get outside, no cars. The cars are all down at McDonald's and all that, and they were chased down the street. That was, that was the first public reaction to Exorcist 2. And you asked me, Peter, if I have seen any of these things. Like I'd sit there. Oh my God, spare me. You saw Repossessed, right? No, I didn't see Repossessed. I missed that one. And I'm a, I'm a big William Friedkin guy. Like I have, well, I'm hot and cold on a lot of his stuff, but the stuff that I love is classic. Now, yeah. to go back to The Exorcist, to my, in my opinion, it's the best horror movie ever made. And, and the I, Exorcist. The okay. Exorcist. And the reason I say that is because Freakin, although he had made a couple feature films, he came up in, a, in the world of documentary filmmaking. Okay? And he has a, a, a – it's not a flashy approach. He has a very – the way he frames this movie, the composition of the shots, it's it's, it's, it's the most realistic thing. It's submissive. Yes, and, and like you are, you have you, you're watching it, but you have no choice. You're just you have to watch. He's it. not using flashy camera tricks, right? I yeah. mean, it, that, that entire scene where she gets where Regan gets the spinal tap, Ugh. it's so cold. Like the camera's above, looking down, and it's yeah. so. But and the movie. There's not jump scares. It's not the conjuring, you know. It is brutally terrifying. And it's one that I have a hard time watching by myself even to this day. Now, I will go on record as saying I say that Exorcist is the greatest horror movie ever made. I will say that The Exorcist 3 is the scariest horror movie ever made. That is the movie that scares me, gives me the willies, whatever you say, (laughs) more than any other film ever made ever made and 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 the exorcist 3 people dismiss that film because of the exorcist 2 i have to rewatch that the again. exorcist 3 is fincher I, it's been at least 20 years since i've seen david that. fincher owes royalty checks to uh william peter blatty who directed exorcist 3 because the concept of not showing the crime not showing the murders but only describing them after the fact which was basically what they did in seven. Seven, yeah. Uh, he borrowed that heavily. So I'm not knocking on seven. I think it's an amazing film, but Exorcist three is utterly terrifying. Well, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, that's good. It's like so psychological. There's shit that happens in that movie where you're like, did I just see that? Did I just see that? <laughs> did I see that? Oh, yeah. And 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 I I mentioned jump scares. The Exorcist three is famous for having probably arguably. Uh, the greatest jump scare in movie history. So, so that's on my list for tonight. But back to two. Okay. Yes, we haven't even really talked about. We haven't two. talked about two. <laughs> and so I rewatched this about a week ago. Okay. Because I remember it being so. I remember the the original being so amazing, and it's it's probably been two years since I've seen the original. Um, rewatching that, it is difficult. Um, the story's not there. The characters don't seem to be involved with the story. Reagan, the the 180 they turn on her with. I, mean, I don't know if we need to say spoilers, but you can say spoilers for pe- Exorcist too. People, you know the the reason that they're attacked or they have some kind of psychic abilities for healing now that just come into this whole, you know, canon. It makes no sense to me. It, it, it the movie just it it completely falls apart. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know if I could watch it. I, you'd have to pay me to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the reasons I watched it, because it was one that I just had completely skipped. And back in 2018, when I knew Jim Hemphill was going to come on and defend the movie, I said, I'm well, dying to listen to that. I, I better watch it. He makes some interesting points. He really does. It's... <sighs> If it had been a planned trilogy, and that's where the first one started, to the second one, to the third no, one. No, but the, then... but the third one, the, the the third one lives in a world yeah. where the second one never, the second right. film doesn't exist. the The third one is is so psychologically terrifying. Although I will say this, there is one small issue with the third one. Ninety percent of the film is so good that I forgive it. Was when they were editing the movie and putting it together. And William Peter Blatty, who wrote The Exorcist, directs the third one. The studio, Warner Brothers, was insistent on there actually being an exorcism performed in The Exorcist 3. Because The Exorcist 3 is based off a book he wrote called Legion, which is more about a serial killer that is a, a serial killer that's been that's been electrocuted and is now sort of passing through, you know. Um, and Brad Dorff is in Exorcist 3. And gives a bone-chillingly scary performance. However, there is an exorcism shoehorned into the end Jesus. of the movie, which is fine, but it just it doesn't. You'll notice it doesn't fit with the narrative of the film. I would love to see Brad Dorf in a kids movie, but he, I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's a good list. That's a good list. All right, excellent. That excellent. rounds me out. All right, so Jason, before we get into the uh, the responses we got on Twitter. When I'm looking at the worst sequels ever made. I'm so excited for this. There's a movie that has been burned in my brain for (laughs) the better part of 25 years. It is, hands down, not only the worst sequel ever made, in my opinion, but it's one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen. The Mono's Hands of Fate. It's it's not even that. It's not even that. It's it's not the room. It's not Birdemic. It's not Mano's Hands of Fate. Like those movies are just they're they're bad it's in for the being same genre. They're, they're bad. For, this is a movie. Okay, I'll just say it. the movie is called Hallowing. Hallow ha- the Hallowing. Can I am I saying that right? Hallowing. 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 Okay, so the first Hallowing was Hallowing was directed by Joe Dante. It's a great movie. Scary werewolf, werewolf film. And then every sequel after that has fallen off a cliff. Yep. Howling, Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. That's where after also, you mentioned it to me, I was yeah. like, I, I, I can't go down this path of just... Like, they're all bad, but they're, they stick to the formula. They're werewolf movies. Right. So Howling New Moon Rising, which came out in 1995, directed by Australian auteur Clive Turner. Which sounds like an amazing Okay, who has these luscious golden, these luscious red locks of hair? His his hair down to his ass, long hair. And he's a biker. He's right. a biker. He's a biker. So the movie's available on YouTube, and I'm going to include it in this episode's show notes. But I'm telling you right now, this is not a howling movie. This is not a horror movie. This is a a movie by a director who found a frontier town somewhere, you know, in Arizona or West Texas, and just put and peyote. Yeah, and, and just put the entire town's population in this movie. <laughs> the whole movie takes place at a country western bar owned by a guy named, I can't remember, Pappy Jack or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember his name. I've made it through okay. not even half of this. Okay. And it's the movie has nothing but montages of bad jokes, uh, full 
on country music performances from the local country music band, extended line dancing sequences, <laughs> and occasionally someone's killed by a werewolf that you never see. <laughs> it is the most bizarre movie I've ever seen. It definitely it, sounds like Florida. But it's it but I can't but it's one of it's it's so perplexing because I find myself watching it like once a year. Because <laughs> really? because it's just a case study in how terrible something could be. Like it's not samurai cop. It's not you know, like those are movies made by people that this guy knows how to frame a can like he knows how to he knows how to frame a movie. Like there are scenes where back and forth with camera A, camera B. This is not like somebody who didn't know how to make a movie. It's a movie. There are sequences of people riding Harleys around winding like it He's got it. He's just It it doesn't it it it's passable for a direct-to-video horror movie. Like it's not someone who's just it's not the guy from the room who just says he wants to make a movie he has no fucking idea how to make a movie he just makes the movie tommy wiseau whatever he's a, and and even though he brings people around him that know how to make a movie he refuses to follow this guy clive turner clearly knows how to make a movie yeah but what he has made makes no goddamn sense abomination and i i tell everybody i some reason i'm strangely addicted to watching this film <laughs> that makes it a good movie it's a cult movie it's not even cult it's just it's like watching a slow-moving car accident. You just, I'm trying to... At what point did you ever think this was a good idea? Anyway, so that was mine. That's the thing is, to me, a cult movie does not have to be good. It could be terrible. So... Um, well, Joe Bob Briggs has talked about this film, and he's done it on TNT's Monster Mania or whatever. He has shown this movie before and talks about it. Yeah. So, all right. So... I would say... So, there, there were the Peter Jackson movie that I was telling you about before... With the monkeys who rape the people. I, I'm, I'm going to find it here. All right. Don't get too graphic on me here because <laughs> early Peter Jackson is shit I don't watch. All right. Well, I've me... never seen Bad Taste. I've never seen Dead Alive. I've never seen Meet the Feebles. No, I'm, I'm going to find it here really quick. And I, I just listened to an episode of F This Movie this week and they were talking. It was Patrick Romley and Adam Risky and they were talking about um, Peter Jackson's movie, The Frighteners, which I did see in the theater. I actually like and, Frighteners. And, um, I know Patrick mentioned he was a, he was a fan of he it's mentioned it's got to be Dead Alive. Dead Alive, one of the most horrible movies I've ever seen. It's a it, it is a cult oh, movie. Absolutely. Without because a doubt. Because of how insane it is and it, I still remember at one point the mother, the son and his girlfriend go Well, I won't it's yeah. not graphic. Okay. It's not graphic. They're sitting down at a lunch and her She's been infected. Yeah. No, no. Stop. You're, you're, <laughs> you're going to bring up a scene that I'm already aware of that's going to make me throw up. I'm not going to say it. No. Her ear falls off. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'll that's leave it. it there. Leave it there. I don't want to hear anymore. Any listeners who want to no. discover what happens no. next. Anyone who knows me knows I don't do well on those type of movies, and I don't even like to talk about But it's about that them. type of, of yeah. cult movie. That yeah. It doesn't have to be gory. It doesn't have but to be- But that movie's super gory. It is super gory. It's disgusting. It doesn't have to be great. I'll call it what it is. It just is. has to be something <laughs> that people surround it and go- Oh my God, this is one of the best blank. Yeah. Horror, terror, worst ever. And I think that belongs there. 
That's a whole. That's a whole. A whole other category. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. All right. So I asked the same question on Twitter. We got almost a hundred responses. Yeah. I'm going to burn through this pretty. We'll stop on anything that really stands out because a lot of this is stuff we've already talked about. Okay. okay. All right. So Doug Gold put best T2, Aliens, Empire Strikes Back, Spider Man Two. I, I case nope. for Spider Man Two. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, worst. A lot of them, but a few key ones. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Beverly Hills Cop Three. I'm a fan. I don't know about Lost World Jurassic Park personally. I'm a fan I, of both, actually. I, 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 I would watch the Lost World Jurassic Park before I would watch... Three any, is better than two. I would watch, yeah, the Lost World before I watch any of the Jurassic yeah. World movies. So yeah. uh, that's a personal thing. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3 is uh, it's it's almost unwatchable to me. Really? In comparison to the first two. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do not like the third one. I've tried a couple times. Let's see. Songs Gone Wrong. He said uh, uh, Anchorman 2. That was horrendous. No. Uh, Rock is Not Dead. Uh, he said best is between T2 and Maverick. Worst, Anchorman 2. Dumb and Dumber 2, like you said. I like Anchorman, though. Let's see. Uh, Dry Heat Writer put best is Star Trek 2. Worst, Star Trek for the voyage home no 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 uh, dry heat winner dry heat wider <laughs> dry heat writer you got my dry uh, okay. heat going okay absolutely voyage home this nope. is the one where they go back to the whales the whales no nope. i like that movie you do i love that movie uh, i love i love it's, well, it's not that i love it it's just I, it's not I mean, I, it's, it's not a worst, it's, but it's not yeah, a best. Yeah, uh, I think the next one, Final Frontier, is is, oh, yeah. wor- is worse than yeah. But I I like the because I like because they go back to our time. Modern the funny time, thing San is, the Final Frontier was written by the same person who wrote yeah. Wrath of Khan, and the and the person and when and when they're trying to get directions to the nuclear vessel, <laughs> like oh that's, that's some time I love that. Uh, whoopsie doodle put uh, best Toy Story two, worst Cars two. Uh, Attitude Era Wrestling uh, said Grease two, Rad Dad Gamer best Empire Strikes Back, worst RoboCop two. I've not seen RoboCop 2. Yeah, RoboCop 2, directed by Irvin Kirshner, who also did Empire Strikes Back, um, misses the misses all of the satire that that uh, Paul Verhoeven like. It's just mean and and yeah. violent, uh, and it tries to do the satire but doesn't do it yeah. correctly. It's I wouldn't say it's I would say RoboCop 3 is far worse, far worse. Um, Ron. Burgess put The Godfather Part 2. This is the best. The worst is difficult. I've never made it all the way through Caddyshack 2. When I saw it, wasn't that great. I remember being most disappointed by Kick-Ass 2 in theaters. I didn't. I like the first Kick-Ass, and I remember I I not even. Kick-Ass 2. It's not great. But I, Jim I like Carrey's Kick-Ass. in it, and spoiler alert, he's not in it for long. And you're like, damn it, you would have wished to have seen a movie with him a little bit longer in it. Yeah. Uh, Dave Shep put T2 Aliens. Worst, uh, the Saturday Night Fever one. Referring to staying alive. Uh, uh, all right. David Wright put best sequel, Avengers Endgame. Worst sequel, Bruce, Blues Brothers 2000. All right. Surely you can't be serious. Put The Empire Strikes Back is the best. The worst sequel, The Last Jedi. You know, I have mm. flip-flopped on The Last Jedi a hundred times. I'm, I love it one day. The other day, I'm like, how, how did this ever get made? I keep flip-flopping. No, it's not the worst. I guarantee. It's, yeah, no. Jordan Pride said, you, my friend, have forgotten about the most... Most of the Transformers movies. Okay, I guess yeah, he, well, he, was, I, he was replying. I went through the okay. whole like Revenge of the yeah. Fallen. He was and all replying this stuff. to this one. Okay, so he was yeah. replying to defending your movie. He said, trying to avoid <sighs> the most common answer here: best Terminator Two, worst Resident Evil Retribution. I haven't seen that. Uh, Workaholic put best Godfather Part Two, worst Bloodsport Part Two, which I have never seen. It's been, they, they've been like, they've been like been four long, or five but... of them. Drugs party in five. Tw- drugs. <laughs> 
Drugs Party in 526 said the best Dark Knight, worst Halloween 2 2009, the Rob Zombie one. No, it doesn't count the remake. People have their, there's some strong defenders of that film. I've yeah, only I, seen it once. I'm not a, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm indifferent to it, but it's, it's a remake and to me it doesn't count. Uh, Dr. Pop Culture, uh, BGSU said best Godfather 2, worst Godfather 3. No. Okay. Carl, uh, who is at listening to films, said, off the top of my head, and in my honest opinion, uh, best, from the perspective of somehow bettering a great movie, The Empire Strikes Back, worse, when the original is so good, Robocop 2. Uh, let's see. TSPN said, H- Ace Ventura 2. Okay. When nature calls, that's... It was not great, but it was uh, not the worst. Jason, our lady author, said, best T2, worst, Speed 2. Yep. Sean McGurr said... Aliens 2 or T2, among my favorites. Caddyshack 2, Fletch 2, Jewel of the Nile. Hey, hey, somebody's... Jewel of the Nile. Somebody, hey, I agree with you on that one. The Hustle Podcast said the best. Godfather 2, Paddington 2, and Before Sunset. Uh, Largo Guy, best Star Trek First Contact, worst Smokey and the Bandit Part 2. I'm going to slightly agree with you. Smokey and the Bandit Part, part 3, three is, is far <laughs> worse. Is far worse. Yeah. Uh, some people are just li- right now learning. There's a part three. <laughs> There's a part three. It's not good. No, nope, that was the worst. Uh, one. Phil Payne said the best Godfather part two. Big Daddy uh, said the uh, Empire Strikes Back for the best. Worst Star Trek five. Final Frontier. Yep. Kurt Biz said Aliens and worst is Blues Brothers 2000. Michael Derry, best sequel. Adam's Family Values. That's I, actually a really good sequel. I've heard. I've, yeah. I've never no, seen it. I've, yeah, I've, I've heard give, that. I will. I will Good good call. Uh, Carlo said uh, the best Godfather 2, worst Speed 2. All right. RT Masso, Godfather 2 the best, Godfather 3 the worst. Let's see. Retro Coach Taz says best equal T2. A lot of, like, we're getting, there's there's some standouts here, ones that are always going to make the list. Um, best sequel Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, let's see. Worst sequel Speed 2. Okay. Best, oh, I'm sorry. Ken Bray. Best Terminator 2, Worst Grease 2. So Wizard Podcast, Best. The Empire Strikes Back, Worst Independence Day, Returgence. Returgence. I like that. Good job. Andre says, Protect. Best Empire Strikes Back, Worst The Legend of Zero. Kevin Brennan, Worst is Speed 2, Cruise Control. Top 10 of anything says Best Empire Strikes Back, Brian Brown. He said, Best is clearly, easily, and obviously Godfather Part 2, Worst Hot Take. Worst is Hot Take. Back to the Future Part 2. Shut up. Yeah. You don't know. That's one of the best. All right. Let's see. My top 20 best. (laughs) www.foreignseekapp said best is Punisher 3, 2005. Have not seen it. I'm a little confused because the first Punisher movie came out in 89 with Dolph or 90 with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, it must be the ones with. um, And then Thomas Jane Punisher was 2004. That was with him and John. And then I don't know when Punisher Warzone, that's the one that's um, directed by uh, Lexi Alexander. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that, that was 2000. Great. I don't know. Okay. It's been Netflix version. Um, Chris Hutton put, uh, Chris Hutton put best aliens, worst question mark. Uh, Truth is scarier. Best Godfather 2, worst ID 2. Uh, let's see. Adam Michael put best Back to the Future Part 2, worst Superman 4, Quest for Peace. So I, I, I will I will say this. Okay. Um, Superman in the original, I am not a fan of. I loved it when I was a kid. Rewatching it, it's freaking stupid. It takes a while to get going. Uh, it takes but a while I, to get going, and then you're like, oh, he's just going to spin around the world backwards I, that many times, and everything's going to go reverse in I, time. And then every sequel after that has been horrible. I Sorry, kinda, I hate Superman. I kind of like I kind of like the first Superman a lot. Yeah. Um, I loved it when I was a kid. Nostalgia. 
But yeah. Wayne Wayne A. Elderkin said best Godfather two, Dark Knight, Back to the Future two, worst, Freddy's Revenge, Jaws the Revenge, and Halloween three. Um, well, okay, so Halloween three, yeah, I'll give you that. But like you said, it's it's kind of a standalone. Uh, so I think it sucks though. I think Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge is kind of secretly a masterpiece. I love that. But I, I think it's. I think I didn't always feel that way, but. Going back and revisiting I can't four or five, they're just like, uh, well, one is a classic. Two is is way better than I think a lot of people give. A two is the I think the scariest of of all of them. Yeah. It's the one that terrifies me the most. That's interesting. Let's see here. The amazing main podcast said best. Uh, let's see. I agree. Aliens worst. All the other sequels, prequels to Alien and Bruce, Blues Brothers two thousand. Let's see. The God of Pod says Empire Strikes Back is the best. Worst, the next Karate Kid. There's one that made your honorable mentions or your list. That is honorable honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cooch uh, said best sequel Star Trek 2. Worst is Home Alone 2. I don't hate Home Alone 2. Home Alone 3, yes. I'll give you yeah. that. Uh, Vintage Everything says worst Halloween 3. Don't have a best. Okay. That's good. <laughs> uh, Songs Gone Wrong comes back and says D2 Mighty Ducks 2 is amazing. I think Desperado is technically a sequel. It is. It's a sequel to El Mariachi. I'll, I'll tell you, I almost had Once Upon yeah. a Time in Mexico on my worst list. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. Um, love that movie. He said, worst uh, Worst is uh, Halloween Town 2, which I haven't seen Halloween Town 1. So I, I uh, New World Pictures says Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2 Hellbound is the best sequel, but Hellraiser Revelations is probably the worst. We're just talking about Hellraisers, give, right? <laughs> Question mark. I will give Hellraiser 2 was better than Hellraiser. I, but I, you I know, I watched the first part of the, the first Hellraiser. I was like, I'm out. Yep. Incessant Pod says, best, step up two, worst. How long do you have? Caddyshack 2, Son of the Mass, Space Jam, New Legacy, Teen Wolf 2, and so many more. Can't just, I can't yeah, agree with that. Uh, there, yeah. Let's see. The top 10 of anything also says worst. Uh, that is a picture of Terminator Genesis. BK on the air says best Empire Strikes Back, worst Caddyshack 2. What do you mean says best sequel Star Trek 2, worst is Mary Poppins Returns. With Julie Andrews? No, that's with uh, that one just came out a few years ago. Oh, really? Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, is that the one with Emily Blunt? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, not seen that. J.W. Caldwell, the movie, says, Best Aliens, Lethal Weapon 2, Batman Returns, Last Crusade, Superman 2, Worst, Aliens 3, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Another 48 Hours, Blasphemy. I love Another 48 <laughs> Hours. I love Aliens 3. I'm sorry. The uh, the Matrix Revolution, Superman 3, and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Okay? I'm a big fan of Another 48 Hours. I, I really yeah. I really, I really, dig that movie. Uh, Zoe Vaughn says Aliens. Uh, Game for a Movie says uh, Border Combat Annihilation. I Will Die on This Hill is the oh, best no. sequel. That's a terrible sequel. Somebody bring this person some water. They're going to be up there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me rephrase that. It's not a terrible sequel, but don't die on that. Yeah, don't, don't die on that. Find another one. Yeah, there's other, there's other films you can defend. <laughs> this is Worst Speed 2 Cruise Control. I'm going to be honest with you. Game for a movie pod. I would rather watch Speed 2 Cruise Control than Mortal Kombat yeah, Annihilation. But uh, we, yeah. we, we listen, everybody has their own opinion. <laughs> We're, yeah. But but you don't have to die on that hill, buddy. We'll, we'll bring you Richard down. We should have this episode IMHO. Yeah. Uh, piecing It Together pod says, best Evil Dead 2, worst Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Sodomus Huxley, Aliens is the best, both, res both respects and radically departs from the original in a way the perfect sequel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sean Neilenhoff, Neilhoff says, Best, The Dark Knight. Worst, Superman 4. Past and future guest, Bill Cersei, says Die Hard 2. Good. Caddyshack 2, bad. 
Okay. Handsome Dan Lopez says, worst has to be Blues Brothers 2000. I've never seen it. Uh, uh, let's see. Daniel says, best, probably Aliens, although I still love Alien. And worst is probably Deep Blue Sea 2. They made a second one? They made a third one. Oh. Okay. Let's see. This one is Kevin, a man with no show, says best of Star Trek 2. I've got to be honest with you. Star Trek 2 has popped on here a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's why I was on my, you know, really close to getting yeah. it. So many to choose from. Anchorman 2. Let's see. Baron of Grey Matter. Any sequel to The Highlander? He said there should yeah. there should have been only one. There should have been only one. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's Good see. Call. When Harry Met Movie says best Paddington 2, Aliens T2, worst Highlander 2. Taking all that made the first great and throwing it out the window. All right. Well, let's see. We're running out of time. I'm going to do a couple more here. If I miss if I missed everybody here, I apologize. Asher says best Nightmare on Elm Street three, uh, Dream Warriors worst Seat of Chucky. Let's see here. Evil Ed says Friday Thirteenth Part three. Yeah, I agree. Highlander two. Uh, let's see. Kerplop says I have to say I'm really looking forward to confirming, condemning, and consoling this group after our podcast this coming Sunday. Super psyched to see how the comments turn out. That was me. That was you. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to do two more, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, Declan Fanning says, Best, The Descent 2, Wreck 2, Ring 2. There's a theme going on there. He said, Worst is Police Academy 7, Mission to, Mos- Mission to Moscow. Even, Clor- even Claire Forlani, Ron Perlman, and Christopher Lee couldn't save it. He's right. I haven't even said It's awful. Uh, let's see. Daniel Folk says, Best Comedy Sequel is a three-way between Very Brady Sequel and Adam's Family Values and Bill and Ted's Vogus Journey. Gary Plant, I don't think it's the worst sequel, but Ghostbusters 2 might be the most disappointing. Exactly the same cast, writers, and director, and a complete miss of a film. Makes Making films that. is tricky. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I almost had Ghostbusters 2 on my list, but and I started thinking, like, Statue of Liberty comes to life. Yeah. And there's this slime. And then I was like, there's a state of marshmallow man. It's got a great soundtrack by Bobby. Got, Bobby Brown's got a great song on there. So, all right, everybody. I'm sorry I didn't get to all of them. We were just we we're desperately running out of time at this point. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening, Jason. Thank you as always for being Absolutely. on the show. Appreciate and, being here. And this was a fun episode to do. And we're uh, we're going to be back real soon with some uh, more episodes and some more fun. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs>